Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and today we are talking about one of my favorite, it's not like a best kept secret, but it's something that not a lot of people know about. What would you say if I could promise you that I could magically teleport you into a room full of eligible buyers? People who have the funds to afford your high ticket items are looking to buy and just need to be introduced to your work. Would you be up for it? And spoiler alert, it's not a gallery where they take 40-50% of your profits. You get to keep the whole thing. Every single time I paint at a charity banquet, I'm surrounded by this exact scenario of people flooded around looking to spend money to give to the organization. And no, not every person in the room asked to buy my art. And, you know, not every person falls in love with my unique style, but it's a room full of opportunity that often pays off. Not to mention the fact that donating your time to these events to help them raise money for their organization is a great thing in itself. So first... What is a charity banquet? So every year, a charity will put together an annual fundraising night where they raise the majority of their funding for the entire year in just one night, right? So these charities are nonprofits. A bunch of people do this. I mean, I bet there's a ton in your area that you don't know about, but they, these organizations, they rely heavily on this one event and a lot of work goes into it. And it's often themed. Like I've had some Mardi Gras themes, some animal themes, some like just around the world themes, like uh, Africa theme. That was fun. I got to wear leopard. (laughs) Anyway, this, they consist of guests being fed a really nice dinner while being entertained by music or games or live painting. And this event usually has a lot of important people in attendance. So either people who are known for donating to the community or have the ability to easily do so. So to be blunt, people with money attend these events, and I've been to several of these, and they're basically all similar, and it goes something like this. Like, so the doors open around six o'clock, so they usually ask me to get there at about 5.30 or 6 and be ready for the VIP guests that come in first, and then the guests mingle, and they bid on these silent auction items until the dinner is ready. So silent auction items are composed of people who have donated or you know have traded a very little amount for a certain item. So I've seen things like the local power sports company donating four-wheelers down to little spa baskets by a local spa. And what it's doing there is that spa or that power sports company is promoting their product to all of these people there in exchange for either a really low cost, so the charity will pay a low cost for these items, or they'll just donate it freely. And the purpose of that, of the low cost or the donation, is to help the charity then raise money. So the people there will bid on these items and it's so crazy. Sometimes it depends on what charity I event I go to. Sometimes there's people there who are getting really good deals on these things and they're paying maybe half the cost of what it would cost. And, and you know, the charity's still making money. But I've been to some really highbrow ones where it will be double the cost. So I could go out and buy 
a four wheeler or something for 10 grand, right? And, but at these auction items, it'll go for 15 grand. And I'm like, you know, they, you can just go buy one for way less than you're spending now, but that's not the point. A lot of people that are invited to this, they want to spend money and, you know, get something, but they're really, the main thing is to donate to that charity, either because they believe in it or they want to support it in some way or something. Typically, they have some tie to the charity and they want to help them make money and they want to help them do good in the community. So they're willing to spend money on things, anything, art, all the things in order to help out. So after the silent auction, sometimes the silent auction goes through dinner, but everybody is fed a really nice meal. Again, it just depends on the level of quality of the dinner, depending on, you know, what event you go to. Some have really great food and some the food is completely donated so you're getting like really dry chicken or whatever and anyway they give people food and alcohol that I've seen a lot of people really liquored up at these things and so they give out free alcohol typically and you wonder why right because then they're shown a really heartfelt video explaining what the charity does so for instance we're really into big brothers big sisters and so you're you see a really heartfelt video of you know the effects of mentoring a child in the community and and how you cha- you can change a child's life by just donating so that the organization has funding to go out and do the outreach to do this and organize the bigs and the littles or just a, a variety of things. Oh my gosh, I just went to one. It was Lost and Found Grief Center. And that was a really hard video to watch. It was, it's a grief center. So it was it showed a mom. She had just lost her dad and her husband and her kids were there. And I was just like, it's it's very, it's uh, it pulls at your, at your heartstrings. And so they're shown that. And then they go into the main event, which is typically some kind of live auction. And so people are, you know, they're fed, they're happy, they're liquored up. And now they know what this charity is about. And so it makes you want to help out more. So where these live auctions happen, um, things get donated and auctioned off and people give their money a little bit more freely. And oftentimes my artwork is part of the live event. And okay, just to back up a little bit, my artwork, meaning a print, And so whenever people hire me to do this, they suggest typically that I live paint. And live painting, in quotations, is me bringing a print of a painting that's already done, maybe one that kind of goes with their theme. They have a bunch to pick from, animals, whatever they think. I just did one for the Lost and Found Grief Center where they chose my rainbow cloud so the the big cloud with the glitter rain coming down and so I just get a print of that and I prep it beforehand I put a little bit of glitter on it beforehand and I go there and I live paint which I basically just pretend and I think this is a really good tip that sets me apart from a lot of people because a lot of artists when they go to these events people ask for live painting and they want something to be created there on the spot and they don't really realize I think that to create something really good, it takes many, many hours. And it's really hard to do that in just a short amount of time. Typically, I'm live painting for like an hour and a half. And what you can create in an hour and a half is typically not amazing. And so I just explain that to them and say, this is how I do it. I, You can pick a print of your choice. You pay for the printing costs. So I have them pay for the printing costs. Sometimes I'll add a fee onto that. 
And that way I'm not just like getting it printed for free. And typically the fee is for my time. Or if it's a, an organization that I love, that I have a lot of time spent into, like I'm a big with Big Brothers Big Sisters. So I work closely with that organization. So I don't charge them anything, but I do have them pay for the print costs. That way I'm not out anything. And I will then hand embellish it as a quote live painting aspect of it. And some people will come up and be like, whoa, did you just create that? I'd be like, I'm putting the final touches on it. No, I finished it. I'm finishing it here. And so I don't necessarily lie to people, but having something there that's impressive brings people over. And since I'm not spending my time creating it there and making sure it looks good and like making sure you know it gets done before it needs to be auctioned off, I'm able to relax, you know, add some finishing touches to it, you know, maybe do a little something with the painting that I've always wanted to do, add a couple elements, but nothing crazy. And that just frees me up to talk to the people who come up. So that way they're not just watching me. I, we can have a conversation and I can say, yes, I'm a local artist. I do this and that, and you've seen my work here and there. And we could have that conversation and it might spark something of where, oh, can we hire you to do our kid's bedroom or whatever. And I've gotten a lot of work from that. Typically, okay, so when I say a lot, typically I get one customer every time I do one of these things. And almost always though, it's it doesn't come right away. Either I'll get a lead right then and they'll end up hiring me a year later or I'll meet them there and you know they'll reach out a couple months later when they're ready. Or oftentimes people will say, oh, we want this. This is what, what I want you to do. Here you go. And we, we get their number and then I set it up the next day. And it works like that. It just depends. But it's, it's very much the long game because I've had a lot of these work out in the long run, but not necessarily that same night. But getting to talk to a bunch of different people, I typically don't just hand out my business card. What I will do is I'll say, hey, I can text you my website. That way, I just either give them my phone and have them put in their number and I text them the website or I send them information. But that way, I'm getting their contact info and I can follow up with them. Huge, huge tip. When you just give out business cards, where do they end up? In a bottom of a drawer, thrown away, maybe they'll reach out, I don't know. But with me having their phone number, if somebody's really interested, they're gonna give me their phone number because they want the thing. And I'm able to reach out the next day or the next week to confirm and make sure that's what they want and all of that, rather than just rely on them to contact me, which may or may not happen, right? So big tip text them your website. Or if you have a contact card, if you have an iPhone, you can just airdrop them your contact card. So, and then you can ask them to airdrop it back. Some people don't know how to do that, but you just go into, I'm pretty sure it's your contacts. You're the first one at the top, go to your contact, your own contact card, and you can just hit share and you can airdrop it to anybody or text it to them. You can just text them your contact card and that way it has all of your stuff, your Instagram, your Facebook, all of that stuff on there. And that way they can contact you. And I think that's easier than not necessarily easier, but more beneficial than doing a business card because then you have links for your Instagram. They don't have to type anything in. There's your website right there. They can just click on it and see all your stuff. And that's that. And you have their phone number to contact them. 
So we're there. We're live painting for before dinner. And then once everybody has dinner, typically they'll reserve me a seat too. Sometimes I'll bring my husband as well. And we'll sit down and we'll mingle with the guests and they'll start the video and then they'll go into the live auction. And that's when I have already given them my painting and they will auction it off, which is a really weird thing to be honest, because having the whole room see your art and I just, I'm not big on like being on a pedestal and being the entertainer. I just don't like it. I would much rather just paint in my studio all day and then have things sell and just, okay, bye. And like, I just, I'm not big on being the center of attention. But in this case, I suck it up and I do it anyway. And sometimes they'll call me on stage and sometimes they won't, but they'll just, here locally, I think it does benefit for me to come up and either talk a little bit or that way they can see the artist. I think that does a lot. I'll go up and hold my painting. They'll talk a little bit about the stuff I've done around town. I've done a lot of street art stuff. And so somebody typically can relate or somebody has you know seen a picture of the stuff I've done at the zoo or and it just has that relatability. And I think that's a big leg up that I have in doing these charity events. And that's one thing that makes my items go for a little bit higher than I think that they normally would have. It's just having that, you know, comparability to, oh yeah, I know her art. Okay, great. Like she's actually not just a random person. So it gets auctioned off and literally here in Missouri, it is an literally like an auction. So if you've ever heard an auctioneer do his thing where you can barely hear them talking, they go like, I, I can't even, I can't even do it. It's so fast. And they're like, Oh, I'm just, they're like 100, 100, 200, 200, 300, like, and it goes up and up and up. And this last time I had a painting go for $9,500. This is a print, mind you, a print. I think I sold the original Glitter Rain for like 500 bucks. <laughs> I had a print. We, I hand embellished it, sure. So it's not, you know, just a normal print. You know, they paid for the printing costs and everything. So I'm not out anything, but it goes for $9,500 to somebody. And that's the power of just giving your time, giving your your abilities to something and helping raise money like that. Because I have a goal one day to be able to just raise my hand and donate thousand dollars or more to some of these charities. I'm not quite there yet. We donate. It's easy to donate a hundred dollars. Sure. I will give a hundred dollars to a charity. I'll do your raffle or I'll do your buy your cookies or whatever. Here's a hundred dollars. Have fun. But I'm not to the level of just raising my hand and being and throwing out a thousand dollars quite yet, but I want to be there. And being you know, the artist that's represented and doing the things with this charity stuff is a way for me to donate that in my own way. Even though that $9,500 is not coming from me, it's coming from someone else. I feel like I helped facilitate that. So I'm in part responsible for that. And it makes me feel really good. And so this is a really good way. If you're looking to give back, it's really good to get your name out there and meet new customers and all of that. But this really helps charities and nonprofits because they're doing the things that a lot of us don't want to do. And a lot of us, you know, are like, yay, good for you. I'm glad you're bettering the community and mentoring people and, you know, being that person for that shoulder to cry on for the grief center. But a lot of us like don't stick our necks out and do this. We're busy with our own lives. And so they're doing the tough work that we just aren't willing to do daily. And I think that says something for somebody. And so if we can give however we can, I think it's just a win-win. This is just, there's, even if you come out of it with no immediate customer right away, 
I think maybe eventually you'll get one. Or if you do the event again and then people recognize you the second year, then maybe you'll start to get something. But even if you don't get something the first year, I think doing these types of things is so completely worth it for the charity aspect. I've done the route where I've painted a an original painting and then showed up and they've auctioned that off. And I found that it's people don't necessarily know the difference between an original and a print, to be honest, <laughs> unless they're like a really good like art collector and they really, really know. But in general, people don't really know. Like a hand embellished print to them is great. It's still a really pretty thing that they get to hang on their wall. It's like, I don't know that the, the effort, that painting, a whole original painting, I don't know that that's needed, but it is an option. And if that is the option and that's what they really want to go towards. And, and I do have some people who ask for that. I charge for that. I say no problem. So my paintings usually go for a thousand dollars or more. So I will charge 500 and then you guys get to keep everything else that goes on top of that. So they pay me $500 to create an original and we go there, it gets auctioned off. And so they keep everything over $500. So they don't necessarily pay me up front. They pay me after the donation is made. So they're not writing a check to me before the event. I'm going there, giving them this. They are auctioning off. Say it gets auctioned off for $1,000. They take 50% of that and they cut me a check and then they get 50% out of that as well, which is great, which is a win-win, right? But I don't recommend creating an original painting for nothing. Although I have done that before and I actually just did that. So here, let me just explain. I'm on the committee uh, with the local zoo. So I've done a lot of paintings with them. They've gotten a lot of work with them and they invited me to be on the committee for the their main charity event. So I said, okay. And they really give me a lot of perks as in like I get invited to their events. I get to go to this really exclusive event that they do every year, which is an amazing opportunity to network for me. So that's the reason that I do it. So I give them an original painting and this original painting that I just did, it takes about a full day to do it. And this one, they're they're a little bit different. So everybody's different, but this charity event, they don't have like people who go and bid on things there. They just sell tickets. They sell tickets for $500 a piece, which is crazy <laughs> to go there for a night. And <laughs> yeah, so everybody that's going to their event is paying at least $500 to go and just have fun, not necessarily bid on things. And that's how they make money. But the painting that I donate to them and I work right with the coordinator gets then donated to their top donor. So the person who has donated like tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm not sure exactly the exact amount, but their top donor. And this event every year makes probably, I want to say half a million. I don't know if that's exactly correct. But it's a lot, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so their top donor, they get to get my painting as a gift. And to me, that is the ultimate networking opportunity. I get introduced to them. I get to meet them. And they are a possible perfect clientele. That is the person that I want to work with. And if it takes me giving a painting to then get hired for more, because that's the domino effect that I want, right? You want to get into these rooms and you want to be seen and meet these people who could be a domino effect for you. Because it just takes one person who's well-connected to where you do a project for them and then they recommend you to their other friends. And in this case, like we talked about, it's people who have money. So 
that's a plus. And so people who can afford either my high quality original canvases or big murals. And if that's the price I'm going to pay is just spending a day painting for them to get that and to have a domino effect for me to make so much more, sure. You know, I'm at a point to where I don't necessarily have to do these free things as much anymore. I don't have to go out and pitch. I don't have to do that. But I remember in the beginning when I did that quite a bit and I still do it now just more selectively. And this is one of the things that I'm doing very selectively that I really, really believe in and why I'm suggesting it for you. This is a really great opportunity and not many people are doing it, at least not in Missouri. So say I've talked you into it and say you're like, okay, let me try this thing out. Let's do this. How do you go about getting stuff like this? It's the same thing that happens with, you know, your first mural painting. You have to go out and pitch yourself and you have to go talk to people and you have to say, hey, this is what I can do for you. And then once you do one, people will talk because the first time I did one, I had no idea that it was a thing. Somebody reached out. I think it was, oh, it was a fostering care system and it was their charity event. And they asked me to do a painting. And so I gave them an original, not knowing any of what I just told you. Uh, I could just do a, a print and, oh, by the way, Doing a print, it makes it tax deductible. So if they don't pay for it, like I said, I give Big Brothers Big Sisters. If they don't pay for the print, I can then turn in the cost of that print to my accountant and it's tax write-off. But however, with an original painting, I can't do that. You just can't do that. I don't know. It's a stupid tax system in the United States that says we can't put a value on our own piece of art. I see why, because I could really say, hey, that painting was $20,000 and have a $20,000 deduction. It's like, no, you can't do that. I get it. But if the print was $100 to be made, I can then turn in that receipt and I get immediately tax deducted off of that. So another reason that a print is way better than doing an original, plus it just saves you time. So if you're wanting to get into this, ask around to some of your friends. Maybe they're involved in a charity. Maybe they they have a certain one around town that they really recommend. Or just look within yourself and say, you know, would I relate more to a charity that helps foster care or victims of such and such or, you know, the Grief Center or Big Brothers Big Sisters? I'm a big advocate of that one. <laughs> My husband and I, I have been a big for almost four years and he's been a big for almost six years which means we've had we've had two littles that we take and we go around and mentor them and yeah they're teenagers now our littles are teenagers oh my gosh <laughs> but they started out so little but yeah so even just say like what you know not even just an opportunity to get more customers think of which one you would like to associate with the most and reach out to them and say hi this is what I can offer you. I can do live painting. Don't talk about logistics yet. Just give them the idea because charities and nonprofits are always looking for somebody to collaborate with and something like this. And so you showing up, knocking on their door saying, hi, I can offer you this. It is doing them a favor. They will welcome you. And then you can, you know, go through, you know, and just explain to them, you know, so I'm not out anything just pay for the cost. I get no profit on that. You, you just start there. Like say, I get no profit on this. I just want to make sure that it's costs are covered and you can keep everything on top of that. And I think that really helps put it into perspective because there are a lot of things that get donated that they do have to pay for. Not everything that's donated is completely free. So keep that in mind. They do have to pay for, you know, bottom dollars or at least costs of certain things. Um, but it's up to you how you want to handle that exactly. If you want to 
to make money on top of it, say you at least want to make a hundred bucks for your time. You can add that onto it and say, that's, you know, a fee for my time. I've done that before. I've done it to where I've done it to where people just buy a painting straight off my website, like anybody else would. And then I go there, hand embellish it. And then they auction it off for on top of that. So I don't give them a discount at all. The added layer that I'm giving them is I'm showing up for free and I'm hand embellishing it for free, but they're in turn buying one from me and having the full profit that I get. So decide how you want to do it. But yeah, reach out to a charity or nonprofit, see when their charity nights are and ask how how you can help. And then it will just go on from there. You will, your name will get passed around and you'll be asked to do many of these. But even if you do do the first one for free or low cost, you can then you know raise your prices for the next one and just explain to them like I do. Say, if people don't want me to live paint, they just want me to donate something. I'll say, yes, just pay for the cost of it. Or you know, I'll give them a, the cost of it with just a small fee on it. And I'll just explain to them, look, I get asked to do this a lot, which I do now. And so this just helps to where I'm not out anything and you can still gain. And yeah. Okay. If you would like to see my notes on this and a visual representation of what a charity banquet actually looks like and everything, I actually created a full display PowerPoint thing where I talk and like a full presentation and show you everything. You can go to artistacademy.co slash live painting. The link is in the notes of this podcast episode, artistacademy.co slash live painting. You can just click on the notes section and you can go and you can see a full like representation if you're really thinking about doing this. And you can also download my notes for it and everything. I will say though, I made this video when I first started the Academy. So it's very well done. It's There's not a whole lot of like live aspect to it. It's very well edited, which is how I used to do things. Now I more wing the videos that I do and there's not a whole lot of editing and there's not a whole lot of staging or setup. But the one of this one video, it does have some staging and setup and it looks great. But there's some information in there about the Academy that's definitely out of date that comes at the end of it, like when I first opened it. And so we thought that's a little out of date, but you can get all of the information that I just showed you and plus a little bit more if you you go to artistacademy.co slash live painting. Plus, if you found this helpful and or any of the episodes helpful, if you could please write a review on the podcast, either on Apple podcast or wherever you listen. And then if you screenshot that review and send it to me on Instagram, I will gladly shout you out onto my story. I think I have about 75,000 followers on Instagram right now, which is nuts. And I will shout you out and give you a big thank you. I'll show your art to my following and it's like a help me help you you help me grow the podcast and it also just energizes me seeing your guys's podcast reviews and critiques sometimes and all of that just like hearing that I'm actually helping you and telling you something that you didn't know already really makes my day so if you could go do that that would be awesome I will shout you out go to artistacademy.co slash live painting to see more about this subject specifically and yeah okay I will see you next week <laughs>